the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is Pure Opelka. It is the Blaze Radio Network. It is also the third hour of our program, live from Las Vegas, as we are we are at Freedom Fest 10, and uh, we will be um, finishing out this hour today. But tomorrow morning, uh, Pure Opelka will kick off the Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network with a, um, a live program here. But it's going to be 3 o'clock in the morning here in Las Vegas. It's going to be three hours before the sun comes up in Las Vegas. And uh, it is going to be... Uh, it's going to be crazy time here, I think, because I have no idea what happens in this Paris hotel and casino after midnight on a Friday night. And uh, there are there are a couple thousand people here for this event, for this conference. And as you've heard, uh, big names. You know, we had Steve Forbes here just a few minutes ago. We had uh, Thomas Massey, Congressman Thomas Massey, uh, last hour at the top of the hour. We had Dinesh D'Souza kicked off the show and a libertarian gubernatorial candidate from New York. A guy I think you're going to hear more about, Larry Sharp, was on the show. So it's been a busy day. And then while we're not looking, halfway around the world, well, across the country anyway, Sean Spicer is uh, resigning. And the interesting thing, as Sean Spicer is resigning... It's, it's as if the networks were not only ready, but salivating for Sean Spicer's resignation. And I'll tell you why I say that. At every network television operation, every big network television operation, they actually have a department called the morgue. I know it sounds weird and grisly and all that stuff. But the networks have these places they call the morgue, and they are uh, an entire department where people start making video eulogies of famous folks, and they're constantly updating them. So, for example, when, when Canada gave us the wonderful Rob Ford, remember the Toronto mayor who was totally out of control, and he was the most entertaining press conference ever, anywhere? When Rob Ford became a public figure, somebody immediately started a morgue file on Rob Ford. And they started piecing together all of the crazy things he did and said. So that if, God forbid, Rob, uh, Mr. Mr. Ford passed away, which he eventually did, they have files ready to go. Somebody's like, oh, he died in a car wreck, he died in this, whatever. Suddenly, they've got it ready. So in every network newsroom, in every network operation... They have a morgue that starts putting together, I know it sounds very maudlin, doesn't it? It sounds very grisly. But yet it's, it's part of what television and entertainment do. You start putting together these tributes so that when they eventually need to happen, you can make them happen quickly. And in the case of Sean Spicer's resignation, it's not like a death, but it's like a career death. It's like a career passing Immediately, the montages come out. And the only thing 
I'm I'm waiting for is is that the video with the music underneath asking us if we had the time of our life. I hope you had the time of your... Stop it. CNN popped theirs almost a minute after. It was Sean Spicer as press secretary. Watch some of his most controversial moments. Are President Trump's tweets considered official White House statements? Well, the president is the president of the United States, so they're considered official statements by the president of the United States. Can I just... Uh, <laughs> that was when Gronkowski stepped in. Uh, maybe. He's given a whole montage about things like the crowds. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. About the chemical weapons when... We didn't use chemical weapons in World War II. You know, you had a... You know, someone as despicable as Hitler who didn't even sink to the... to, the, to using chemical weapons. And then about the Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass being recognized more and more. Um, do you have any idea what specifically he was referring to? Well, I think there's contributions. I think he wants to highlight the contributions that he has made. And I think through a lot of the actions and, and, and statements that he's going to make, I think the contributions of Frederick Douglass will become more and more. Even though Douglass had been dead for 120 years. If the and president then, puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. No, I, you, well, no, that's, I appreciate your agenda here, but the reality is, oh, no, no, hold on. No, at some point, report the facts. I'm sorry that that disgusts you. You're shaking your head. Hold on. I, 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 no, no, but, but April, hold on. I'm sorry. Please stop shaking your head again. Then he mispronounced right. the, the Prime Canada, Minister of Canada's name. Set of meetings and discussions with Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada. The ban deals with seven countries that the Obama administration had previously identified. He's also made very clear that this is not a Muslim ban, it's not a travel ban. It can't be a ban if you're letting a million people in. If 325,000 people from another country can't come in, that is by nature not a ban. Spicer will be remembered, I think mostly for inspiring the character that Melissa McCarthy delivered on SNL. Sean Spicer will... will I, I wonder if Melissa McCarthy has tweeted today. Has anyone reached out to Melissa McCarthy to see if she's upset? Maybe, maybe the uh, season opener of SNL will have Melissa McCarthy somewhere on a beach as Sean Spicer. Uh, I'm just saying, they've got to be writing that right now. Hmm. We'll see. I just had a vision. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy in the suit, in the, in the blue suit, on the beach with a pina colada <laughs> and the, uh, the mobile podium with, you know, giant tires for the sand so she can drive it around the beach. Okay, SNL, that's a freebie. You, you can put that one together. Uh, and as we're talking, a friend says, not only did CNN put together a Spicer montage, but MSNBC couldn't wait to get theirs out there. And it, you, you can tell the agenda of the news outlet by the clips they wanted to put together for Spicer 
in their montage. This is the MSNBC less than a minute montage. Well, it was there. Here it is. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period, both in person and around the globe. Even General Flynn was, was a volunteer of the campaign. Um, and then obviously there's been discussion of, of Paul Manafort, who played a very limited role for a very limited amount of time. But you had a, you know, someone as despicable as Hitler, who didn't even sink to the, to the, to using chemical weapons. He brought him into the, to, um, to the Holocaust Center. I understand that. Well, obviously, I was really trying to make sure that we talked about the, the Assad's actions because some people using chemical weapons to draw any kind of comparison to the Holocaust was uh, inappropriate. And there was nothing, that, as far as we know, that would lead anyone to believe that, uh, that there was anything except for a discussion about adoption of the Majinsky Act. So there it is, the MSNBC case, where you can see the agenda in the actual content of the montage. They started out with the president's claim of the inauguration, and MSNBC is more obsessed with that claim than anybody else. And then they went on to finish with the, uh, the Russian connection. So as you can see, uh, you'll, you'll be seeing more of these, more and more throughout. And I think the interesting, the, the really interesting angle of this is going to, is going to be uh, the reception of the new press secretary, Scaramucci. And everyone has already tweeted 4,000 times that, uh, that he once called Donald Trump a hack politician. And you know what I think would be equally as interesting is to put together a collection of statements from people who um, initially liked Donald Trump and now don't like him. And I'm looking at you, MSNBC. I'm, I'm looking straight up at you, MSNBC, because you are the ones who absolutely were doing that, especially Morning Joe, especially the Morning Joe folks. So uh, interesting to watch. Very interesting to watch. Uh, coming up today, I, I'm dubious now. I was expecting the president of Liberland to stop by before we get out of here. But you know what? When I ran into the Liberland group yesterday, um, let's just say they were enjoying some adult bever beverages in the casino. And they might have spent some time... After I left them, enjoying more adult beverages, they were celebrating because they've had kind of a, a big year so far. So we may or may not get the president of Liberland. If I don't get him live, I, I will record an update from him and, um, and give, you, give you the latest update. I also have to get into something, something that I, I saw the story this morning on The Blaze. I saw the story and the, the first word that popped into my mouth when I saw the story on The Blaze was eugenics. It's absolutely the first, the first thought that came into my mind. And uh, I'm glad to say that one of my colleagues at The Blaze had the exact same response. And this is one of those things that uh, we can't be silent on. And I'm sorry Thomas Massey isn't here because I think as he's discussing uh, criminal justice reforms, I think this would be an additional topic to his discussion. 
and I'll share my thoughts with you and the story next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me remind you, uh, you should do this. You should do this right now, especially if you have chronic pain in your joints, like your knees, your back, your neck. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. It's, uh, it's my daily regimen, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I take Relief Factor. I keep it with me. It's in my bag. It's so easy to carry with you. And it's a natural anti-inflammatory that when you take the anti-inflammatory, guess what it does? The inflammation shrinks and the pain shrinks. I don't, I don't take pain medication of any kind, prescription or over-the-counter. And it's all about, it's all about relief factor. So go to relieffactor.com and uh, check them out. The three-week quick start pack is $19.95. You can call them at 800-500-9394. I'm sorry, 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. I got distracted because there were a couple of people wearing Bitcoin shirts that just walked by, and I, I want to ask them questions about uh, Bitcoin. But uh, check out Relief Factor, 800-500-8384. It works for me, and I hope it'll work for you. Uh, when we went away, I was talking about a story on The Blaze. It popped up this morning, and I saw this story about inmates at White County, Tennessee prison who are receiving reduced jail time if they agree to get a vasectomy. Or get a birth control implant. So for the men, a vasectomy. For the women, a birth control implant. For the transitioning people, I don't know what the hell you give them. But the county officials told the local television station there that since the program began, 32 women have received the Nexplanon implant, which apparently can prevent pregnancies for up to four years. And there are 38 men awaiting vasectomies. And they're doing this free of charge. All of this is happening free of charge. And what, what the jail is saying, what the, the prison system is saying, is that they hope to encourage these, these inmates to take personal responsibility and give them a chance that when they do get out, to not be burdened with children. Listen to that. To not be burdened with children. And he says uh, this gives them a chance to get on their feet and make something of themselves. Well, you know, the judge who signed the order, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is disgusting to me. I'm one of nine kids, and I remember talking to my parents about the size of this family that we had and how our life was... Our life was not a life of a really rich family, but our life was rich in tradition. Our life was rich in laughter. Our life was rich in, in family unity. 
I grew up rich, not in terms of money, but in terms of love. And I don't think we ever looked at at the size of our family as a burden. I don't think we ever looked at the size of our family as as holding back anything in our family. But what I think this program does, what I think this program does uh, is, in, is, is telling people we don't want these people reproducing. This sure feels like, like some sort of incentivized eugenics that Tennessee is saying that God forbid these people who ended up in jail get, get pregnant again and have kids again because we all know that the children of people who've been to jail or prison, well, they never amount to anything, do they? It's shocking to me. It's absolutely shocking to me. So what, the, what they're doing in this, in this uh, White County, Tennessee jail is reducing sentences by 30 days to people who undergo go birth control procedures. I, I'm sorry, but it's, this is eugenics. What are we doing? Seriously, is anyone standing up on this and standing up and saying no? A spokesman for the ACLU, according to reporting on theblaze.com, and I'll tweet out a link to the story on the blaze. A spokesman for the ACLU said offering so-called choice between jail time and coerced contraception or sterilization is unconstitutional. I so agree. I rarely agree with the ACLU. They continue by saying such a choice violates a fundamental constitutional right to reproductive autonomy and body integrity by interfering with the intimate decision of whether and when to have a child, imposing an intrusive medical procedure on individuals who are not in a position to reject it. And the judges play an important role in our community. Overseeing individuals' childbearing capacity should not be a part of that role. I, I, I am standing in 120% agreement with the, with the ACLU on this. I'm, I am shocked. I'm appalled. But what's next, Judge? You, you, you're going to start doing this to people who are overweight on the street? You're going to start offering uh, incentives to people that you think are uh, not attractive? What about somebody who might have one leg? What about somebody who has a, 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 a bad arm? Are you going to say, hey, just so you're not burdened with a child going forward, we're going to offer you a tax break if you'll get a, a vasectomy or a birth control implant. This really is disturbing. It's, it's shocking. And I, I, I hope to hell there is an outcry against this. I hope to hell there is somebody stands up and says, no, we're not going to have eugenics in the 21st century. Michael Pelka, I'm Puro Pelka. When we get back, I want to introduce you to a, uh, a character, and I mean that in every sense of the word. A gentleman who stopped by and said, I, I want to tell your audience about my Senate campaign. California, pay attention. You're going to meet somebody who you might want to vote for. You're at least going to want to meet him. And a car that combines electric energy and hydrogen? Oh, yeah. We'll explain. Come on back. 
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to uh, Pure Opelka. And we are uh, we're live in Las Vegas. That's why you hear a slightly different sound than in the studios in uh, the constitutionally protected free speech bunker in the woods of Arden, Delaware. But yeah, we are we're live and uh, we're at Freedom Fest 10. It's, it's an amazing experience for me. I've followed Freedom Fest for years, but I've never been able to attend. And this year, I'm able to attend. And this last half hour, we're talking, we're talking to two individuals who are going to, uh, to give you a different outlook on both politics and uh, industry. And first, we're going with the politics. We're going to talk with a gentleman I just met here about two hours ago. He was walking by the, the broadcast setup and said, are you, uh, you with that guy, Glenn Beck? Or I'm paraphrasing. But his name is Jerry Laws, Jerry Joseph Laws. Uh, he is a, uh, a candidate for the United States Senate in a state that I regularly say, where the heck are the conservatives? And I, I say that so often, God must have heard me, because popped up Jerry Laws right here, Jerry J. Laws for the United States Senate, you are a conservative, and Jerry, you're you're. Oh, hang on there. You're a constitutional. I'm a constitutional conservative. Uh, constitutional conservative. Very good. <clears throat> now, uh, I, since this is uh, a free speech radio, yeah. My name on the ballot next year will be Jerry Joseph Laws. Last year, I ran for U.S. Senate. I had over 53,000 votes. Only got as far north as San Jose, but all 58 counties voted for me. And by the way, folks. We only have about 12 or 14 uh, in the county, 58 counties as sheriffs who understand the Constitution Bill of Rights. Uh, McMahon and San Bernardino County is one of ours. Now, I'll have to say, if uh, can I say about sending a dollar if they want to? Well, you, sure well of course, it's free radio. It's free ra no, what, ah, what ah, we're here ah. to do, Jerry, is say, uh, we first we want to introduce you to people. Okay. Uh, there are people in this audience, and there are many in California who listen to this radio That's show. That's good. Because when, whenever I say anything bad about California, yeah. I get the email. Ah, ah. Well, tell them that they're talking to one of the original Baywatchers from Zuma Beach where he got old and his teeth fell out. So if their grandmother <laughs> was down at Tower 22 in Hermosa Beach in a bikini in 1960, I probably knew her. Jerry, I don't want to talk about anybody's grandmother in a bikini on her Okay, well, beach. I don't either. But okay, <laughs> now look, I'm running for U.S. Senate, as the fine gentleman said, I'm running for U.S. Senate in California. And my website yes. is Jerry Joseph Laws. Well, actually, my website is www. You don't even need a www. No, you don't. You just Laws. Do it's called Laws, L-A-W-S, U.S. Senate. 2018.com, lawsussenate2018.com. You bring that up on your computer, you'll see me without my cover on, my hat there, the Marine Corps call them cover. At the bottom of the, uh, of the website, you'll see two minute, you'll see Minutemen, two Minutemen. Yes, sir. And at the very bottom of my website, you'll see uh, the Minutemen are real and so am I. Now you go to my website, it's very long, but you're like Abraham Lincoln's quote from 1838. And by the way, 
being an old kind of lifeguard, well, we won't go on that unless any further. But I have John Hancock on one side, the family through the Phillipses, and I have uh, uh, supposed to have Stephen F. Austin from other side, the family. Oh wow! And then I then the laws is on North Carolina. Settled that in 1620 for King George I. We fought King George III. We know where King George IV hid, and we got him out of the White House. <clears throat> now, if you go to my website, if you donate a dollar, you realize that everybody that owned guns in California had donated me a dollar. I probably would have had over $80,000. As it is, I ran on my own money. I had four donations, and that's the way it goes. Did you want to add something? I, I, of course I do, but you know, you're, you're an unstoppable Well, I've only been, I've only been on radio 40-some years. <laughs> George Putnam for 20 years, Ray Bream for 40 years, and all that good stuff. <clears throat> well, Jerry, we're talking to Jerry Laws. He is running Jerry for, Joseph Jerry, Laws. I'm sorry, Jerry. Yes. No, I'm it was Jerry Laws you know, last I don't, time. I, I got to be careful with Marines. You guys are tough. Even, even though you got a couple of years on me, Jerry, I, I still think you're wiry enough to take me. And, you know, you never cross a Marine. Trust me. I, I, first of all, thank you for your service. How long were you in the Marine Corps? Well, I served several tours of duty. Okay, where? My, my, well, I, I ended up with Panama, but that was a different story. I put in for Nam uh, several times, and they, uh, my first wife wouldn't let me go. Well, let's put it this way. My first wife would not. I'd already had eight years or ten years in the Marine Corps, and my first wife wouldn't let me go because we had two children and one in the oven. And so the recruiter says, you know, Sergeant Laws, you got to get your wife to okay this thing or you won't be able to go. Well, she wouldn't okay it, oh. but it's okay. I divorced her and got married to another woman, <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> the, the Marine Corps, <clears throat> we got a good commandant in the Marine Corps now, too. And by the way, for you old Marines out there, if, if the memoirs are correct from Chessie Puller, you remember what Chessie Puller said? I don't. He, he said, that doggone banking outfit, they got us into into Nicaragua and the banana wars. What a hell of a mess that was. Yeah. But that's beside the point. So the wait, let me tell everybody the website again. It's laws US Senate2018.com. Laws US Senate2018.com. Uh, Jerry Joseph Laws is a candidate for 2018 in the the election for California to be uh, a senator, and you said you ran last time. You ran uh, in 2016. You got 50 some thousand votes I had in the 50 primary. 53,000 votes at least. And, and all 58 states, uh, 58 counties, yeah. but only got as far north as San Jose. Wow. Now, I'm going to be able to go up and down the state, <clears throat> and I'll be campaigning right and left. And by the way, I showed this, uh, this radio. Yeah, you showed this to me earlier. This yes. is interesting. This is the oath. <clears throat> Uh, that I'm going to show Governor Brown, so some of you Californians might give him a little uh, leg up or something. But I'm going to show this to Governor Brown. Now, I'm not going to grab him by the stack and swivel. And old people out there know what the stack and swivel, that's when they stacked up the guns in a pyramid so they could go have some chow or whatever. Uh, okay. And it's the oath of the California state law, but it's a constitutional oath that the sheriffs, the judges, by the way, I may sneak over the Ninth Circuit Court and show them too. But I have a big scroll that I'm going to roll out. Underneath that scroll, it will say, oh, by the way, uh, it'll say the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution, a well-regulated militia belong, uh, being necessary for the security of a free state and the right of people to keep and bear arms. Now, all you Californians out there who voted against 63, if I remember right, 63 was to defeat the whatever the bill was that was going to take care of our gun rights, ruin our gun rights again. But anyway, I have on this quote, I have um, 
I'll just read the last part of okay, it. Okay, because I've only I got like two, two minutes left here. Two minutes yeah. left. Boy, that's all I ever get yeah. on the George Putnam show. Well, you know. All right, it goes this way. Members of the California legislation, you are breaking your oath of office and committing perjury by passing laws that, that uh, restrict the pro uh, and restrict and prohibit the people from keeping and bare arms. Now, folks out there in radio land or computer land, the Constitution bell rides very strong. I think I mentioned, maybe I didn't. I have John Hancock on one side, the family yes. through the Phillipses, and the laws of North Carolina. Now, I'm, I'm 77 years old. I figure I got another 30 years. We'll see what happens. And it was very kind of this man to put me on the air. But you can catch me on. Shall I mention Go ahead. Up? You can mention All right. He's very free. He's definitely the first. By the way, Feinstein wants to take away your First Amendments. And she's starting to raise money again. And your Second Amendment. And by the way, anyway, I have a picture. You know what walls are for, folks? To hang pictures on. I got a picture of the new Supreme Court justice. I got Feinstein looking directly at him with an AR-15 in his hand. <laughs> and he's looking at her and saying, well, anyway, beside the point. Look, folks. It's God, family, country, and the Constitution and Bill of Rights. If you love this country, you'll do your best to put people in office in state, local, and federal who understand the Constitution and Bill of Rights. And all your ancestors, I have ancestors, were with uh, George at Valley Forge. I have ancestors who fought on both sides of the Civil War. And I have ancestors who fought in other wars. And you probably do too. So folks, Put to your God, family, country. If you're not a religious person, at least uh, we don't chop your head off. And by the way, if I didn't mention it, in the first or second century is when we took the Spain took care of the first Muslims. Now we have some good Muslims here. A lot of them, but we got a lot, a lot of, good of bad ones, ones too. Uh, yeah, we have a couple. Anyway, we got a lot of bad ones too. All right. So, so defend your gun rights. But let's 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 go over these three. I think you really hit on something with these three: God, family, country. In that order. It, yes. And if you put that, I, I I will tell you, Jerry Joseph Laws. If you put that, God, family, country, and then put dot 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 in that order, I think you're going to have a really strong campaign. Going well, forward if they in send information to my website, yes, which I, is. Which is laws US Senate Very good. They send that. I'm getting I'm getting stickers made up All right. that I had last year and you'll see at the very bottom of the sticker, at the very bottom of the uh, of the of my information on the card, you'll see two uh, you'll see two Minutemen. And underneath it'll say the Minutemen are real and so am I. Now if you really believe in California and I do, I've been here since I was five and all that good stuff. I love California. I love this country. And if you do, then do what you can. Send me a buck. And I mean, if it's only a buck, all I'll right, send you a receipt if you need one. Well, and God bless this young man uh, who's got this station. And by the way, there's a lot more people listening on this kind of a station than there are any other stations in the country. From your lips to God's ear, Jerry Joseph Laws, thank you, sir. Thank you for your service. Thank you for caring enough for this country to put yourself out there. We appreciate you, and good luck. We'll be in touch, I'm sure. Thank you for being here. God bless. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I, I wish I had another hour because I think I just struck a vein in a mine where I would be digging and digging. Uh, while I was wandering about the uh, Freedom Fest this morning, I saw a car and I tweeted a couple pictures of this car this morning. It is stunning. It's got the Lambo doors and it's beautiful and it is an electric hydrogen hybrid car and I've never seen one of those. And the guy in the background of the pictures is the guy behind it, Ron Ford of Ron Motor Group. And uh, Ron agreed to come over and talk to us in these few minutes. First of all, welcome, sir. Your car is gorgeous. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Let's get up a little bit on this one. Thank you one. so much for the compliments. Uh, you know, life's too short to drive ugly cars, so well, we, we try to make them as beautiful as we can. Well, I, I see how beautiful it is. It also appears to be fast. It is fast. <laughs> it, that was part of the design. You know, they told me that you couldn't build a really fast automobile that looked cool that also had nice emissions. Uh, we, I think we've proved our point. Well, there's also on the sign, on the giant sign, and I, I may go back and make a little bit of a video of, of the display you have that says 600 miles between, I guess, recharging or fill-up. Right, that is correct. So, assuming you had a battery car like we do, I mean, yeah. the car has battery pack on it just like a Tesla would have, mm -hmm. but if you add the hydrogen fuel cell, so the fuel cell, is just it just generates electricity. So, once you fill it up with hydrogen, you put a 5 or 10-gallon tank on there, then it'll generate electricity that keeps your batteries charged. So you don't have to stop and do a supercharger or a plug-in or something like that. I, I, my mind is blown. I, I'm just saying, why didn't somebody do this before? Or are you just the first and there's a bunch also trying? Well, you know, they've been pecking around at it uh, yeah. for a long time. We were the first to actually do the hydrogen car back eight years ago. Uh, that's the prototype you see sitting there. Yeah. Now we've moved to all electric. So electric cars are either powered by all battery or hydrogen or a combination. So we chose the combination to I, do that. I think that's such a smart idea because as, as, as we were discussing beforehand, it, we're, the industry's moving cleaner. It has to by just by the sheer nature of, of life and, and capitalism. Absolutely. And so why not, why not get on the cutting edge of it? Now, in the, in the three minutes or so I have left here, how much is it going to cost me to get that car so listen, eventually? Our new, yeah, so our new electric car, the Phoenix, it'll be all electric. It'll have a hydrogen option, hydrogen fuel cell option for guys that live in California or in Europe. Uh, $150,000, you could drive an all-electric vehicle with a 600-mile range. Uh, that's pretty strong. So you're never going to need a muffler or no. a gas station? No. Or an oil change? Not necessarily. Okay. You Pretty much all you're going to produce is uh, water vapor. It would be all of that'd be it. Wow. And uh, how soon am I going to see these on the road? So our automobiles, uh, we're about a year out from okay. having that to a market. So first quarter of 2019, we should have the first, you know, Scorpion sports cars. Uh, those are not Scorpion, Phoenix. The new car is called the Phoenix. Uh, we also have a new uh, SUV that'll be coming, you know, shortly thereafter that we're developing. I want everybody to know that. And I'd like to say one other thing that, that your people probably don't know. All right. We build really cool cars, but we also build electric buses uh, in Sweden. 
and we just got a, a new JV partner in China as well. Huh. So we're producing electric hydrogen vehicles all over the world now, not just in the USA. You were off my radar until 100%. about two hours ago. 100%. And, 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 and the world's. And now you are on my radar, and we're going to make some noise on your behalf because I think uh, I think you have some really interesting ideas. Thank you. I wish it, uh, if I could ask everybody there yeah. to just play, go to our website, www.ronmotorgroup.com. Dot com and just take a look at us. It's ronmotorgroup.com, but it's Ron with two N's, and you can see the car, you can click on the video and get their story. I love finding new stuff because you never know, and you always got to keep looking, people. Uh, Ron Ford, thank you for thank carving you. some time out. I, I hope we hear more from you, and I hope my lottery ship comes in, and I'm, uh, I'm on your order list. Listen, I'm going to build you <laughs> some other cars that are much more uh, complimentary to the pocketbook. I don't... I, I want a fast car with Lambo doors. Don't, don't crush my dream. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to build you one special then. Thank you for having Thank, me on. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Uh, it's been a crazy day here at uh, Freedom Fest, and uh, we'll wrap it up, and we'll go cause trouble and see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. All right, good. Thank you. Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.